Welcome to another exciting episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. This is a place where talent meets coffee. Today our talent is talent surpassed. I am so excited to introduce the co-founder of Flam. This is a company like none other. It is building the next social metaverse platform. This is a very meta company in a lot of ways and we are going to discover today why what hit me about uh shaurya agarwal our guest for today's podcast is everything about the way he went about this startup is a aha moment for me the just listening about the product brings an aha moment looking at his slides when he pitched this uh startup at one of the uh, events i attended with him every slide was like an aha moment so with so many aha moments together somebody so young as shaurya agarwal is certainly a befitting guest for the very aha pitch cafe podcast we started this pitch cafe brand you know showcasing silicon valley investors roasting student founders but hey today's student founder shaurya agarwal from bitspilani is not to be roasted he's got everything right and is here to win so let's get started as brief introduction by shaurya agarwal about himself welcome shaurya welcome to pitch cafe podcast thanks thanks a lot vidha this is this is really interesting and and appreciate uh, uh you talking so much highly about uh, flam and and uh, uh founders as well uh, so i think yes i mean uh, metaverse is not going to be a use case it's going to be the next internet it's going to be the successor of internet where everything will happen that we do today on 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 internet right so you do everything on internet today uh, from from socializing to creating content to consuming information everything is happening on internet today that's exactly going to happen uh, in the metaverse right so what we believe is something very very fundamental uh so i think internet became massively adopted not because uh, you could book cabs on uh internet or you could you could uh, order your dinner on internet internet became massively adopted because people could socialize on internet so when or could happened as a starting point when facebook happened when multiple other social networks happened that is when internet got massively adopted right uh socializing with people you love is such a fundamental human need that that people just do it right so they would cross any entry barrier to socialize right and internet gave that gave that freedom uh so i think i still remember my parents calling me and trying to trying to trying to understand uh how to send a friend request on facebook or maybe how to uh, send send messages on whatsapp and stuff like that they never called me to understand how to book a uh, cab right they never called me how to book uber or or order food right that was all very organic and natural uh i think that's exactly uh, the case that's going to happen with metaverse so metaverse is not going to become big with uh logical use cases like education technology or fintech obviously all of this will happen whether it's advertising or whether it's e-commerce and all of that is happening in bits and pieces already right but the massive adoption that we talk about that's going to happen only if you make people socialize uh, on metaverse make people 
capable to create content on metaverse so i think creation is the first and foremost important thing that we focus on because once people get the capability and the and the power to create content uh, that's the whole that's the whole starting point when you when you begin to create and then socialize uh, on any new technology so what what facebook built on internet right that's exactly what what flam is building on 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 metaverse uh, so we want to make sure that people have the ability to create augmented reality content which is the basic metaverse content that you will have to explain or or simplify enough for people to create uh, and i think that's exactly what uh, our focus point is so this is truly fantastic you know you you hit the nail on its head when you say you're starting with content creation and another thing which i really liked about what you said just now is it's going to be the next internet and it's all about connecting with other people so these yeah. are two things which you critically you know you've like nailed it so let's uh, let's uh, uh, come to that one statement you know metaverse is the future of inter- internet you know when you were, when you were sitting in your student dorm and you're thinking about this how did such a radical idea flash to you what were you guys thinking when you started uh, flam w- what was that moment you know how did you go about this whole thing sure so i'll be i'll be super honest how did this happen so nobody nobody uh, thinks about building a metaverse on day one it's, it's not i mean these things cannot be uh, natural right they, they have to happen right Think, things happen and then you figure out uh, on the way uh in my case i think i was very fortunate so i i sort of always wanted to build a consumer company uh for the for, for the global internet users or for the global users now now i would say that not internet users but global uh, metaverse users maybe uh but i think what happened was in my final year at bits i got a handwritten letter from my dad uh along with that letter there were few childhood photographs of our family which was which was very 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 different uh from from any other social media so i kept going back to those photos and those uh the, that particular uh, handwritten letter again and again and i realized that if the same piece of content text or or photos have been have had been sent to me on any other social network whether it's like a facebook or whatsapp i would have either looked at it once uh or maybe completely would have ignored it right because there is so much of social content uh, thrown at you at every point in time uh, or digital content i should say that people are just sort of uh, i mean people are resistant of that content right you get so much of content at every point in time so we we sort of realized that i had a quick call uh, with my uh, batchmate rajat he, he was a good friend then now he's a co-founder at flam uh so we discussed that hey we need to we need to think about this right i mean can we can we truly create a, a sort of network where people people have much more value than than just something completely digital or virtual so can we create a tangible sort of a value which stays for a very long time so our right. our concept was very simple uh we wanted to develop a social network that stays even if we don't live i mean people generally keep shifting from one social network to another from from orkut to facebook facebook to instagram instagram to snapchat or tiktok now uh, our idea was that let's let's build a social network that has so much value that uh, it should live forever like we might live or or not live but the network should live forever so that's where it all started with uh, yeah that that's that was a starting point you know uh, a truly amazing moment it's coming from a really good place 
anything which comes with a good place with a really good intention it will always stay uh i i remember specifically you know when you're describing this whole moment uh i watched this movie uh, uh star wars in star wars uh what happens is there is uh, this whole hologram where it goes and plays the um uh, queen leia's uh, episode she's calling for help and this call is coming from from few centuries ago in an other uh, parallel world so what and that hologram is being projected by robot uh, in another world to uh, you know the the people who who get that message so this is and they go through a wormhole and go to the you know another world which is several years behind in time or ahead in time so you're yeah. essentially creating a parallel universe here do you see it like that absolutely with in fact we call it the twin earth uh we call it the twin earth because you can create whatever you want you can you can i mean why do we really want to live in that single frame or the single world that has been created you can create your own worlds and you can live in that parallel universe as you mentioned or a twin earth uh, as as we like to say but yes you're absolutely correct wow so so um the one of the applications i can think of right now is if somebody has lost someone then you can keep the memory of all those person uh you, you know with who is not no more and you can bring them alive to this person this is becoming like a therapy so i worked on one of these startups just bringing it in context but let's go back to the story of flam so flam today is uh, got an amazing traction in india can you tell me a little bit about what happened after you started and how you got that amazing traction sure sure with us that that's that's a really good uh uh user love that you would like to talk about uh so i think i think uh we are building a very illogical company uh it's a very different sort of a statement i like to make but yes i think uh, we are doing nothing rational and i think majority of things that happen uh happen for no reason right i mean who would believe that uh something like snapchat where people are putting up like cat faces or like dog faces or dog filters would become a 100 billion dollar company but i think yeah. that's how uh, we like to think that if you want something to be massively adopted right if you really want something uh that that should be used by 4 billion or 5 billion internet people or internet users uh you cannot be logical all the time right i mean all these use cases like like education technology or or fintech came much later but like you had to come up with use cases like facebook or snapchat for internet to be massively adopted uh i think more than logic what should what people should really care about in consumer companies uh is the user love that's the only thing that you should care about if users love you then i think you don't need to care about the logic uh that much uh i think that's that's something which has been a good news for us so we launched this company in may 2021 uh and i i think since then it's been it's been 6 months now uh we raised our seed round in in uh, around june and july 2021 again like 2 months uh from there the best part has been that uh we 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 don't spend too much on marketing like obviously you have to uh go out and tell people what you are building but we never spend too much on marketing the idea has been very simple that can you can you blow people's mind and and if they are like really happy if they really love you then i think they keep on talking about you and and that's the only thing that wins eventually so so i like to say this pretty much that you don't need 1000 users who like you you just need 100 100 people who just fall in love with you i mean they can do whatever you really want for them right uh for for you basically so this uh, is 
shoulder wall statement the shoulder agar wall moment we we don't need 1000 users really who like you but we need those few hundred users who love you okay i'll mark that as shoulder agar wall statement the shoulder agar wall moment <laughs> so yeah Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's that's very important to understand because uh, in this whole frenzy, people just uh, try to get uh, get growth at whatever cost. As as a lot of people like to say, we need growth at whatever cost. But I think that's that's not something we we really care about. So so yeah. So um, you know, this reminds me of one of the things we learned at the masterclass at Falcon X P two B Accelerator. It is called product led growth. So. uh you know the product is inherently viral so what is what is so lovable about your product what do customers really love about you you know what is right. that uh, factor the aha factor sure sure with i think as i mentioned in the beginning itself uh when you give people the power to create right for example uh let's let's take an analogy over here so we are to snapchat what tiktok uh, is to youtube so youtube took almost 10 years to get to 15 million content creators and i'm talking about video content creators right so i mean if you can create video content you can literally publish that on on youtube and that's about it right and then a lot of people can consume that content so youtube took almost 15 years uh, sorry 10 years to get to 15 million content creators video content creators and tiktok could uh acquire 17 million like more than more than 17 million content creators in less than one year right because they democratize content creation uh right. so anyone any 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 person like me who doesn't understand content creation at all could create good video content uh, can create good video content on on tiktok like in fact in fact not just good in fact amazing video content on on tiktok yes. right in just a few clicks you can do that right uh, that's exactly what is needed for you to get users on the platform and and really share the content because people like to create and then share it with their friends right and then and it, and if you get appreciation for that people love that feeling right that's exactly what we do on every social media we create content and people like that content and we feel good about it right even if that one person likes it so in case of snapchat it's not it it did not start as a uh, one to many platform i could send uh, a picture of myself to you and then even if i get an appreciation from you that's 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 good for me right uh so i think that's exactly what we did we have a very interesting full cycle so on snapchat you just have a 200000 ar content creators in last 5 years uh, they could just acquire 200000 ar content creators in the last 5 months itself we have crossed uh, 120000 ar content creators so we are growing 10x faster than snapchat in terms of acquiring ar content creators it should be it it's it's basically as simple as uh, sending a text message on whatsapp so my parents can create ar content now which oh, was so, not so, i'll stop you here tell me what is the ar content you are enabling with flam on your platform what kind of ar content can a user create sure so so with the ar content i, I would like to highlight this because a lot of people uh, uh, don't don't really understand that this at this point AR content is the content that is only consumable through a camera. So, for example, on Snapchat, the filters that you put on yourself is the AR content. It's it's not the video that you create with the help of those filters because that can be consumed on the on the smartphone interface as well, right? But right. those filters can only be consumed with your phone camera, right, or the Snapchat camera. Right. So that content which 
some developers created on Snapchat Lens Studio. That is the AR content. Mm. So in our case, uh, the Flamcards product that we have released as, as the first first product, uh, users can just share Flamcards with each other. And in order to consume content on those Flamcards, you really need a Flam camera. You need, you need a Flam camera and you have a Flam card. So both of these go together when you purchase your product or you exactly. download your app. Okay. I see. And yeah. what, is, what is so special about the Flam camera? What is, uh, what is so unique about it? So I, I think the unique point about Flam camera, multiple things, uh, but I'll not go into, do, into those details. At a very high level, there are three things that we do and that we have really optimized. The first thing is, so for example, if I send you a Flam card uh, saying happy birthday with a, or some, some sort of a wish, right? Uh, you just have to open your Flam camera and point on that card. And literally in less than 200 milliseconds, the content is overlaid on the physical reality. So that physical reality is flam cards uh, at this point in time, but that detection happens really, really fast. So for example, if you scan a particular thing and if the content takes like, uh, say even, even a minute uh, for, for the overlay to happen, you just yeah. lose interest, right? It should happen like in a millisecond. And that is when the whole experience is like uh, uh, magical. Uh, so first point that the camera solves is we detect the image really fast. Uh, the second part is augmentation. So we augment the content on top of that real world. That's the virtual content, which we augment on the real world. And the third and the most interesting piece is tracking. So you can move your card, however you really want. And the content plays exactly on that card. So even if you, so it feels like the card has come to life. Uh, so that whole experience is, is really, really magical. I would say. Wow. Really, I'm yet to see a use case, uh, uh, you know, uh, myself, I'm just to feel the use case. I want to buy this whole product. So is this uh, compatible with the phone or these are two standalone elements? How does this work? Thanks. Thanks for asking that uh, uh, question, because I think uh, that's one of our USPs. So this camera application that we have created, it's, it's just like Snap camera, uh, like Snap used to call itself a camera company. I think Flam is, is just a single camera that does everything for you. Uh, so, so, uh, so, sorry, I missed your question. Can, can, can you, uh, can you come again? Yeah, yeah. No, worries. you said that uh, the, the flam card it can move any any which way. Uh, how is this compatible with the phone or? You know, okay, got it. Got it. No, 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 I know. Yeah. So I think uh, the best part is that uh, our camera is compatible on every smartphone that exists today, which is which is very interesting because otherwise there are multiple applications built on AR Core or AR Kit uh, which are not compatible on every every smartphone. So our camera application is compatible on every smartphone that uh, uh, is there today. And this is compatible even with the future hardwares. So for example, uh, when we talk about metaverse or when we talk about AR, it's not going to be limited to smartphones. In in next few years, you will see everyone with smart glasses, right? It, nobody knows whether it's gonna happen in like next two years or 20 years or 10 years, but whenever it's gonna happen, uh, I think, that the most interesting part is our experiential layer or our application is going to be uh, compatible with those devices as well. It's definitely going to happen. I think smart uh, glasses and uh, it's it's the next big wave. The, uh, the, the problem is the usability. The current smart glasses have a lot of glitches. Uh, 
so in terms of that how how is the usability use case so smooth in flam what have you done to do take care of that in what way is if you can go a little bit into that sure sure with so i think uh, yeah you are right first thing is that i mean metaverse can be big only when uh, we upgrade the hardwares eventually so obviously hardwares we believe cannot be the starting point because uh, smart glasses today are where smartphones were like 15 years back there is no yeah. specific use case like if i ask you today to switch to a smart glass you won't yeah. feel very comfortable because there are multiple usage issues and battery issues and and multiple uh, uh, challenges that way but i think uh, eventually smart glasses will have to exist that's like a 100% probability game uh, right. it's just that smart glasses or hardwares cannot be the starting point so the starting point has to be an experiential first uh, product which is what we are building at flam so we don't really want you to switch to any new hardware you can you can experience everything on the smart uh, phone camera itself uh, the 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 best news is that this camera that we have worked on uh, that that's the whole ip so basically we we worked on this particular experience that it should happen really fast the whole rendering should happen really fast so once you detect the image uh, the rendering should happen really fast also the detection should happen really fast so it should not take a minute or say 2 minutes for you to because you know if i have to go into a little more detail uh if there are 100 million targets in in the database it's a search problem right how do you search in real time yeah. which content has to be overlaid on which target right it's, it's a search problem there is no search such a uh, uh, solution to that but that's the exact thing which we solved uh so even if there are 100 million images in the database we can really uh nail down and and detect the image in less than 200 milliseconds and then wow. we can overlay the content on top of it fantastic this is really exciting uh, i love computer i've been following computer vision uh, startups for a while now it's hard but it's super exciting it it expands our sense of vision and experience so yeah. you know uh with that i i i just wanted to uh, ask uh, since you did so well uh, in india and now you're moving to the us what kind of uh, transition has this been in the us and who are your partners in the us and what kind of uh, experience you're having here sure so i think i think the experience has been uh, very interesting in the us in the last 10 days itself so we, i mean the customer execute the customer success team has been talking to the us uh, users who are using or like teenagers uh, almost the entire night because of the of the time difference but but we are getting some really interesting feedbacks on the use cases and and on the uh, on the way that people are showing excitement uh, this is not very different from how users used to show excitement in india as well but i think just because people are more acquainted with technology in the us they they understand what what we are really trying to build uh, so they are coming up with more interesting use cases uh, than just the usual ones uh, but yes i think partnership with walkings is going to be really interesting because because you solve your distribution challenge on day one itself so now right. now anyone uh, can order a flam card in the us and get it delivered or maybe they can go and pick up from walkings in less than say 24 hours wow fantastic so uh, you know i'm so excited about this product my questions are going to be endless here uh but i but w- one thing i remember uh, very well you told during the master class was uh you know hardware first approach will take time so we're doing it software first 
so what did you mean by that how how, how does that play into your uh, strategy of scale and uh, you know the way you're going about your product landscape sure with so i think uh, we have a very very uh, we we break down metaverse very fundamentally that in order to first first things first i think metaverse is an inevitable future right i mean it's not that it will happen or there are no questions about it right? it it is going to happen it's already happening now uh, there are two ways you can you can uh, lead towards like massive adoption and when i say massive adoption i don't uh, mean 100 million or 200 million users i mean 4 billion like all the internet users like everyone was pre-internet was not on internet right we were doing everything on pen and paper or like other traditional ways everyone shifted to internet and now everyone will shift to metaverse this is like inevitable right if this has to happen there are two ways either you go the hardware first approach so for that what you really need to do is you make you make sure that everyone who is on smartphone today should be switching to glasses which is very hard which is very hard because you have to have a use case. Like you cannot just ask me to just start wearing glasses for tomorrow. Even if you pay me like $1,000 or $5,000, I'll be like, I don't need the glasses, right? Because there is no use case. If I can do everything on my phone and if I'm really comfortable, why do I really switch, right? There should be a very fundamental reason, right? Uh, So I think hardware first approach has challenges where like you, you don't have a use case where you can convince people and you cannot just convince people by more money. So yeah. Facebook might uh, want to spend, and that's good for every other metaverse company that Facebook is betting so big on metaverse. But I think spending $10 billion or $100 billion won't uh, change the user behavior. I mean, obviously it can, but if you're going the hardware first approach, if Facebook comes and tells me that, hey, dude, this is like the free hardware for you. Can you can you start wearing it from tomorrow? I won't, right? right. So hardware first approach has a challenge for user acceptance. You have to distribute those hardwares to like all the internet users, which is very hard. Uh, both cost-wise and the usage-wise. I mean, how do you really do it, right? Uh, Second thing is, even if you build the hardware, you will have to build the application layer on top of it. So for example, smartphones don't have any value if I don't have like 1,000 applications on the App Store or Play Store, right? You have to build applications anyways, even on the uh, smart classes. And the third part will become where users will start to use those applications, right? So we are going entirely the opposite way. So we are saying that this is the hardware first approach. Our approach is experience first approach. So we are not challenging people to like, or just, we are not just expecting too much from people, right? change uh, That's very hard, right? It's very hard for people to do. We are saying that whatever hardware is like massively distributed, which is like smartphones today, we will build, we have built an experiential layer and a an application layer on top of that hardware, which will lead to adoption of metaverse content creation and consumption and social creation and consumption. And then eventually we will shift to hardware. When people will say that, hey, hey guys, like, uh, I think I think I can have a much better experience if I have uh, glasses instead of like phones, right? Because I have to keep holding my phone if, if I have to have that experience, right? Yes. So if you can just give me glasses, which I can wear and experience the metaverse world, why not? That is when people will uh, go towards classes. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, if you look at these, uh, I, for some reason, your startup reminds me of superhero stories. You know, it's like you, a human being uh, with such limited uh, senses and uh, physical abilities, you're giving him a superhero ability. And by just by wearing a glass, you become a superhero. 
so this is yeah. to me it's like a superhero story but you're selling it very humbly like you're saying experience a memory and bring meaning and uh, uh, you know feelings into your life so you yeah. know that way i agree with you if you look at the superhero analogy versus meaning and purpose you're selling meaning and purpose which is more fundamental to human beings so yeah uh, amazing amazing you know uh, uh, i i always wanted to ask this question to every founder uh, i i'm going to ask you as well you can answer if you if you like it what was it like nailing your seed round funding what what was it like uh, approaching that investor and how did it feel and you know what were you going through so with the lb very honest again so obviously there are multiple stories of uh, uh how hard raising money has been for founders and i think i think you never know at at certain points there are high points and there are low points so you can you can never really comment uh, so i'm not commenting anything on on what generally happens but i think in our case uh we 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 have a very very strong thesis right on how, so it's not so there are two types of uh pitches right one is story so obviously when you are raising money you have to have a very very convincing story but if you have a very strong thesis to that story it should not be everything in the air right everything is not in the thin air if yeah. founders can really see that this is happening then they can make everyone see that vision right so i think in our case uh, the stro- the story was compelling for sure but we had a very very fundamental thesis of why flam is the is going to be the ultimate winner and and that's the conviction even today we know why this is going to win uh, and we we can see that we can see that so clearly that we cannot unsee that now and if we cannot unsee that it, it gives so much confidence to investors that hey i mean uh, whatever they are talking has a logic and more than logic i think there is a very very strong thesis Uh, yeah. So I think even when we were raising our seed round, it was not very hard. In fact, we could raise that in less than less than two months. Uh, because you started in May, and you uh, within two months you raised the money, and you're in the market, uh, US market, in six months. I think that's uh, pretty well thought out. So did you uh, uh, work out for a long time before you uh, actually registered your company? Did you have a long journey before you actually registered uh, your company, or? or did you just when did this idea actually happen so with the uh, i graduated from from uh, bethpilani in 2018 september that's when i graduated and we started working on this company called homingos so that's where we started that's where i mean i told you right in the final year of my college uh, this uh, handwritten letter thing happened and that's where the whole idea sort of uh, popped up uh, so we started with homingos so uh, me and rajesh we never worked anywhere we did interned at nutanix because they were giving us really interesting stipend so we could bootstrap the company uh, but otherwise we did not work anywhere we started with homingos and homingos actually uh, became flam because the vision expanded a lot uh, so we had a lot of learnings from from homingos and homingos was a really interesting company it it could have been we had a 50 billion dollar market when we were working on this smart photo product at homingos as well but then the vision expanded a lot when we started to talk to people in the valley and we started started to understand that the use case that we are having in homingos is actually a social network that we are building uh, so we rebranded everything and and it's actually a new sort of a form that you can say which happened in may 2021 so obviously there were a lot of learnings from before and we were working on this technology for last uh, one and a half years now you can say uh, yeah. i so- Phrase it. You are actually a two-year-old startup which pivot 
and that's and you pivot in the right way uh, from uh, homing goes to flam and really kudos to that it is so hard to pivot because when you're building something you're so set in that so uh, i think if i were an investor i would really like the fact that you rebranded yourself you you went to the ground uh, you know level 0 and redid yourself i think that's really commendable if i'm not wrong your investor would have loved that one of the things everyone everyone loved that and i think you're absolutely right with the investor and we were very clear why, even while you were so while you we were raising the round we were homing goals we still did not say that we are flam because i mean you know i mean you're so much attached to that word that it was very hard for us uh but yes i think everyone loved that fact that we were really quick in rebranding because we we knew it's not and and uh, with a honestly more than a pivot it, it was a very uh very organic or a natural call uh, because we were expanding our vision way too much like from a 50 billion dollar market opportunity we were now tapping at 1 trillion dollar market opportunity and then it geography wise as well so this this was a global play global product so so we wanted to name it in a way which makes sense for everyone right uh, yeah uh, amazing so what is flam actually i i wanted to ask is it an abbreviation for something or is it just uh uh you you want to create a uh, i don't know flamboyant product what is flam <laughs> <laughs> uh flamboyant yes for sure but i think more than flamboyant it has uh, a very interesting reason uh so what we are building uh, when when we talk about metaverse or when we talk about augmented reality augmented reality essentially is tricking the reality right so you trick reality into something which is even more beautiful even more immersive right uh yeah. so the word flam means trick or deception so if you if you find the meaning of the if you yeah if you find the meaning of the word flam uh it right. means trick or deception so that was the reason why we loved this word a lot uh second thing is uh flam can replace the word scan so just like you say google it instead of search it today or just like you say whatsapp it instead of text this message today uh flam can literally replace the word scan so whatever you are doing in the world with your camera when you're looking at something through the camera everything is flam so you you are flaming everything so you flam it you you flam everything right so flam is a really 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 interesting word because it can be extended in in very interesting ways uh just like you say scan it you can say flam it uh yeah, so yeah it's a flammable yeah. reality after flam so <laughs> wow uh, this is to me this is like the most uh, important takeaway uh, from today's uh, interview how you have come up with the name of a company which can become a verb in a conversation it to yeah that was also the point with the because honestly it, it feels so amazing right how can companies like google can just replace i mean nobody says search yeah. it everyone yeah. says go google it yeah yeah wow wow really uh, really amazing this is another pattern which is bringing another aha moment uh, into me so i want to uh, you know keep talking i want to keep experiencing aha moment uh, with uh, shaurya agarwal the co-founder of flam a social metaverse platform uh, the next gen platform if you will but we we have to close this podcast we have to call it a night at some point so one last question to you shaurya uh, is yeah. what is your uh, biggest uh, message or uh, take away from your experience as an entrepreneur to youth entrepreneurs what is that one thing you want to tell them bold straight and clear sure uh sure with the thanks for this opportunity uh i i i'll definitely take this moment so guys like uh don't don't wait 
for things to happen uh, you will have to really go and make it happen so whenever you feel that something is not right or if you really care about something way too much then just go and do it because nobody else is going to do it better than you because you care about uh, that world uh, you you want to make sure that world exists so just go and do it and there is no right time eh? i mean don't don't glamorize anything for maybe when you're in college you need to do something or when you're 40 or 50 whenever you find that you care about something more than anything else i think there won't be a better person to execute that um, so that is the message coming from the heart of a founder who's creating the future platform futuristic platform here and uh, uh, that message definitely touched my heart i'm sure it's going to touch a lot of hearts thank you so much shaurya agarwal for the most valuable hour you've spent with us you're inspiring a whole next generation of entrepreneurs here and uh, we eagerly look forward to using your product in the us market here uh, i'm sitting here in silicon valley and i am going to go to walgreens and i'm going to check out your product so guys if you're in the us check out the product uh, in walgreens it's being tested it's early release and in india the product is available already it's called flam and with that i'll close the podcast and see you in the next episode of pitch cafe thank you so much thank you